Welcome, baseball fans. It is time once again for the Running the Bases podcast. I'm Tucker Wells, joined as always by Coach Jordan Bounds. Coach, how you doing? Good, sir? Pretty good, pretty good. All right. Well, today's podcast is kind of a special show. I'm excited and also fascinated by this topic, one of which I know very little about. But we're talking about What If Sports Today, the uh, the premier fantasy uh, simulation sports league. Is that the proper way to describe it? I don't think fantasy works. Well, it is it is fantasy, but it is a simulation. Simulate. All right. Simulation League. It's a big sensation that's been around for quite some time. We also have on the show via phone, none other than Skunk206. He's on the Mount Rushmore of What If Sports. Uh, Skunk, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. It should be fun. Yeah, man. We're glad to have you on. You are uh, been a member of What If Sports, the online simulation league website since november of 2000 and you just recently won your 150th championship congratulations it's, thank you it's been been a long long time <laughs> well guys since y'all are the the experts on this i've only tried one if what if sports one time and i got my ass handed to me so like coach let me ask you just kind of set up this league for people who are unfamiliar you know people who it's not like daily fantasy. It's I, I don't know how much I can set it up. It is a simulation where you can take any player that has in major league history, take their stats in uh, their statistics from 1885 to present, and put them in any kind of combination that particular leagues uh, demand. There are I don't know what I would guess a uh, hundred and. 50, 200 leagues that are forming at any particular time. I have no idea how many are actually running at any particular time. Do you, Skunk? I really don't. Um, I know I start a lot of leagues. Right. um, So I get to see the league numbers kind of grow in in succession. So I do think at any given time, it is probably a few hundred running at once. Right. Um, Okay, well... Is that any kind of answer to you? That's a good answer. Yeah, this whole online site has been around for at least 18 years, if not longer. Uh, so, Skunk, when, how did you discover What If Sports? Were you a fantasy baseball player before that, or just how did you discover it? Yeah, I've I've been playing fantasy sports for, uh, man, as long as I can remember. You know, I, I used to go to my dad's old rotisserie league drafts in one of his friend's basements, you know, in the eighties when they were paying 50 bucks in an auction for Eric Davis. Um, <laughs> so it, you know, it was so long ago that I don't even remember how I found the site initially, but all I did when I was first uh, joined up was, you know, run the, um, just the individual team simulations. You know, I would pit my, my Chicago bulls against some of the old great Lakers and Celtic teams and just kind of see how, how that worked out. Yeah. I really got into the sim league baseball started playing the full season leagues in 2007 and myself like a lot of people around the time it was because bill simmons was on the site and playing and he mentioned it in one of his articles uh he was on espn page two at that time and you know i got back on the site i didn't even know about the sim leagues how that they even existed but i started playing and i got hooked pretty quick yeah, Bill Simmons has been responsible for a lot of sports. Uh, he's he's a sports pop culture influencer, if ever there was one. The the Pod Father. You you mentioned the Bulls, so you were playing NBA fantasy at first, or 
or M- NBA well, sim. Yeah. yeah, at the time, it would just take the stats of the actual real life team from any given year, and you could pit them against you know another another team from from any year. And it would just simulate a result for you, a single game. Yeah. Um. So you know, like the old ninety five, ninety six Bulls. If I wanted them to play the sixty nine Lakers, you know, it would simulate a game and give me a result. And it was just fun to see, you know, if you thought your team was the best of all time, does it actually win in these simulations against some of these other teams? And right. that was really when what if was in its base infancy. I don't even think sim leagues were available yet. Um, but it was just interesting. It, it was something that led to, you know, further those conversations. My team was better than, than your team. You know, this team was better than you know, this Super Bowl champion from the um, from the '60s. You know, my '85 Bears would beat the crap out of the '67 Packers. <laughs> right. And yeah. what if proves it? <laughs> right. <laughs> Well, the 67 Packers had a defensive end that was under 200 pounds. You know, so. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a good – That I mean, that makes sense. It is indeed the what-if, just as the title suggests. You're just like, hey, let's settle these bar debates using a, using a proper simulator. And with all the data points we have now and probably just in the last 18 years – uh, I'm sure. I'm sure this is totally accurate. I'm sure whatever results y'all are getting, <laughs> that that is how it would play out in real life. Um, uh, Coach, why don't you take it from here? All right, uh, Skunk. I'm going to start asking you uh, just a couple of general questions. First of all, where does the name Skunk 206 come from? And where, and all of your team names have the MXC beginning. Uh, I think all I've right. heard this before. Can you yeah. give me an answer to this? <laughs> well. The the skunk nickname, I guess, comes back from from middle school. Um, I had this really tiny, minuscule white patch of hair on my head. And oh, okay. some of my friends just kind of jokingly called it the skunk spot. So when I first got online, this must have been around the mid-90s or so, um, AOL, America Online, right. before it was even abbreviated, I had to come up with a screen name. So yeah. I just skunk came to me. Okay. What and about the skunk, MXC? Yeah, well, skunk was taken. So the two zero six came from uh, Sports Center. It was an old joke of Keith Olbermann's. Uh, you know how old Danny Darwin is? He's two hundred six. Oh, really? Okay. So, yeah. So the number actually comes from something too. Uh, but as far as the MXC in all my team names, MXC itself was was a, a show on spike tv back when that was a thing and it was based on footage from a japanese action game show i think it was called takeshi's castle you know they would hit their contestants in these strange physical challenges well to bring it to an american market this comedy group dubbed voiceovers for all the the action and the you know the hosts and everything and they did a really great job it was really funny I was visiting my brother one, I think it was over a holiday of some kind. He had about six or seven episodes recorded. We just sat there and watched all of them in a row, dying laughing the whole time. That year, he invited me to play a fantasy football league that he was in. So just as a joke between us, I called it MXC Man Marbles. It was based on a comment from the show that we found particularly funny. That team won the league, won the Super Bowl. So it was just a good luck charm. I put the MXC in front of 
fantasy football, fantasy baseball teams, and I started doing it on What If, and it, it has just stuck. Okay. Well, nobody's to say there's, uh, there isn't room for superstition in uh, sports or oh, sports simulation or anything else. All right. How, um, how much time do you give to What If Sports a day? Well, you know, I've been playing so long and, and so many teams that I, I don't really need to spend a lot of time right. managing them. You know, I, I kind of have a, a sweet spot of, you know, number of innings, number of plate appearances and everything. Right. So just looking through box scores, managing bullpen fatigue, that kind of thing. Even when I'm around 15 to 20 teams at once, I really don't need more than about 15 minutes a cycle. And I don't check in every cycle either. So it's typically not much more than 30, 45 minutes a day. Okay. Uh, that My second question was going to be, like, how many teams do you generally run at a time? You run up to 20? Yeah. Yeah. Um, most of those would be, you know, the, the no restrictions type leagues where I'm very confident in the number of innings I have and that I can just kind of set it and forget right. it. You know, right. Maybe rest some guys in the bullpen for a day or two. I was going to ask you, do you ever read game summaries? <laughs> <laughs> the I... only box scores I even open at this point are shutouts. I just want to see if there was a no hitter. Oh, I do. I'm, I'm, exa- I'm, sa- I'm right there. You know. Uh, yeah. Wait. So there's a box score at the end of every game, simulated game that you play. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No. Okay. I remember people get that thrown now. out. You know. They're <laughs> really. Yeah. Yeah. There, yeah. there can be ejections and injuries and things. I'm yeah. hoping it keeps track of all those stats. Oh sure. It does. As you go through. Yeah. Sure it does. Every stat is recorded. That's there. what makes it so fun. You know, there's so much to sift through. Can you skew your? Can you like set your team to where your your manager argues more? Then, then no, not. I don't think I don't think them uh, arguing you can control. Yeah, okay. Yeah, th- those kind of events are just randomly thrown in there. The uh, everybody uh, apparently has the same manager, and his name is Sparky. Uh, that has <laughs> uh, in the forums. There's never been any other manager that I'm aware of. Okay, yeah, lots of complaints about Sparky. Oh yeah. All right. Uh, the uh, most of the leagues you run are open leagues with a different kind of salary cap. But mm-hmm. I, I have seen you join some uh, theme leagues. I think right now both of us are in one where uh, it's uh, pre-war pitchers and post-war hitters. Uh, the What type of theme league like that do you uh, join? And what type do you avoid? I don't like the leagues that are really heavily restricted. You know, choose one season in history and use players from that season. Okay. Or, you know, choose one player and twist teammates that played with him in the same year. Yeah, there's somebody um, who runs a, a manager's league where yeah. somebody, yeah, that's uh, it's like way too much work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for, for me, it's I don't want to take that much time building a team or having to research it. You okay. know, I just like to kind of piece the numbers together, and if the roster turns out the way I like it, I'll start the league myself at whatever salary cap it turned out at. Right. Uh, well, is that why you have things like 177 and things like this? Is yeah. That, you know, yeah. Okay. I know it seems kind of random, but I'll just I'll throw a team together and it's whatever your damn league. it adds up to, <laughs> that's what the salary cap is going to be. Uh, all right. What do you think about rookies? You very seldom have those in your leagues. You mean like the AAA players? Yeah, right. I, I, I hate them for the most part. Is that because you're not in control? Um. Not or so much. You that. can't pick your own, you know. So, well, you, you know, there is the the manual selection um, where you can choose your own, but I just 
don't really see the point. You know, as long as you're drafting a full roster of, of 25 guys, everyone has the same playing field. You know, everyone should be able to field a competitive team from whatever player pool is available. I just don't necessarily think you need the, the extra help. And especially for players who are brand new to the site and brand new to the game, they don't really understand what the AAA players are. Right. Um, you know, with open leagues, they use fake names and, and artificial ratings for these players, but they're based on real players and actual yeah. And I think that just makes the learning curve for new players a little more steep because it's a, another variable that, that they kind of have to figure out. Let me jump in that because I would qualify as one of those new players, if you will. Um, so you, you create a league, all right, and you set parameters for the league and you say like, okay, this league features players between the eight, the 1880s and the 19 aughts. Uh, do people, is, is it, does it become like a, a regular rotisserie fantasy league where once a player has been drafted, that player is no longer available? Do you do like drafts or is it everyone can construct a team? And if I have Ty Cobb, you can also have Ty Cobb or how does that work? Leagues really can be constructed in just about any way you can imagine. Okay. Um, there are, there are leagues that use uh, a draft through the forums or the site itself actually has a, a draft feature um, where you can have exclusive players. You know, if I draft Babe Ruth, no one else can use Ruth. Um, that that is an option, and I play in in some leagues like that. Those can be fun when people don't want to see the same player on everyone's roster. Right. Um, so yeah, you can definitely set up a league that way. Uh, the leagues that I set up myself, I allow. They're called clones, where you have the same player, just multiple seasons of that player on your roster together. I'm fine with that because for me, the game really is just about the numbers and the simulation. I don't care too much whose name is attached to it right right and, and, and yeah coach are you in that same line of thought you'd no, rather no we're uh, and i i know we're not like this there are certain players that uh i just can't separate i mean i try very uh I try to avoid using Barry Bonds whenever I can. Or, right. Uh, and there are times where uh, it makes no sense not to use him uh, in, with the uh, particular parameters. I also try and use 95 Maddox whenever I can. I mean, which is not that a stretch. I mean, he's like one of the best pitchers in the league, but he it was a great year. I saw him, you know, 10 or 15 times that year. And, uh, you know, I had I have great appreciation for that particular year and I have some good luck charms as well <laughs> right but uh but so I I don't I'm not able to quite separate it as much uh but I, I'll play in clone leagues as well skunk let me ask you what do you think uh ballparks do you are there any ballparks that you don't like playing in or that you play in a lot or do you try to develop a team around a ballpark or, or take the ballpark to the team well I always fit a team to the park mm-hmm um, and right now, almost all of my teams right now are playing in Hilltop. Okay. Hilltop? Um, because, yeah. 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 <laughs> they're they're um, it's way back. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it was the, the Yankees' original stadium. I think it was in use for like 1901 to 1912 or something like that. Okay. Um, but it it supports just base hits in general. 
And my teams generally are, are high batting average teams. And then it supports doubles and triples. I don't build home run teams. The, the power that my teams have comes from doubles and triples and extra base hits. You can be so, my GM anytime. Those are my <laughs> those are my favorite teams in real life or elsewhere. We go, continue. Oh yeah, I run a so lot of teams. Those are the kind of teams yeah. that I build. Those are the kind of offenses that I like to see and, and you know see how the stats unfold when when they're all put together. And Hilltop is one of the best stadiums for them, just because of the park factors and the way it influences those hits. Uh, you want to use the stadium factors to enhance your team's abilities when you can you, know, you don't want your own stadium working against you all right let me ask you what about the waiver wire you do you like using it never use it okay i, I yeah. very seldom uh yeah i probably use there's it 10 very times. right there's very few owners on the site and crimson blue was the best i ever saw at it who can actually use the waiver wire to their advantage because there is a 10% penalty. You pay an extra 10% fee right, over right. The, the salary of the player you're adding. Um, so in time, if you keep using the waiver wire, your total team salary is going to decrease, decrease. Oh, absolutely. So you can definitely mess things up almost as much as you can to fix maybe a mistake you made. Um, so the way I build teams, as long as I've been doing this, I know I'm choosing the players that I want. If they're not having a good season, there's no one else I want to replace them with. Exactly. So I just, I leave things as they are. Yeah. Scott, do you feel like, do you think of the other owners that you play against as real people? Do you think, do, do, you, do you think of the other owners as actual people or as other robots? <laughs> it's kind of a strange thing. You, you read these usernames and you know that real people are, are behind it, of course, but you, you get to know the usernames and if someone is active on the forums and, and you're seeing things that they're writing and things that they're discussing, you know, you might get a little bit of a feel for their personality, maybe who they are in real life. But for the most part, not really. You know, there's very few owners that I, I play against or see very often that I have any kind of direct contact with. Um, you know, where I kind of feel like at least as far as the, the site is concerned, I would call them a friend or say, hey, I know that guy. I, I, I so would, it's, a, it's a little bit of both, I guess. I would agree. I, I, there's several uh, that are in the Atlanta area that I'm aware of, other owners that uh, are at least close by. And But I've never thought, well, hey, you know, I'd like to go out and have a beer with Johnny Reb. You know, <laughs> it just hasn't happened. No, nothing against him, you know, it just... <laughs> Should he be listening? <laughs> Maybe we'll we'll edit that out. Yeah, I've I've never met anyone in real life that I, I played with on on What If Sports. I saw, um, but somebody, there are certainly some guys that I wouldn't mind meeting. I saw somebody at a ball game once that was wearing a What If Sports sweatshirt, uh, but I just didn't get around to seeing going up and seeing who it was. But all right, Skunk, let me get into drafting here. Sure. All right. Um, Pitchers, uh, how many innings do you feel like you need to have? I know that they say uh, their site says a certain amount, but how many do you like for your staff to have? I mean, obviously, it depends on the salary cap. Right, right. Um, the, the higher the cap goes, the tougher the offenses you're going to face, the more innings, pitches you're going to need to get through the season. Right. Um, I, I'm typically playing between $100 million 
and up to 255. Right. Um, so at the highest levels at 255 million, I'm comfortable using over 1700 in Hilltop okay. you know, for the most part that, that will work just fine for me. Um, my sweet spot, I guess, is between like 100, 120 million. Mm-hmm. And then there, you can, I think you can pretty safely get away with, you know, a little over 1400 to about 1450, that range. Okay. I mean, I'll put teams together that might have 1500 innings at, at 120 million, and that's fine. Um, but I do tend to use, uh, a little bit of an underestimated amount. I try to skimp by because I'm spending more on you know my my hitters and making sure I have the the good defensive lineup that I want. All right. Regardless of the payroll, then what percentage of your salary goes to pitchers and what to hitters? I mean, and I know that's going to vary as well, but uh, generally speaking, yeah. yeah. Well, the the higher the cap, the more it's definitely skewed towards the offense. Um, at the at the two fifty five level, my I might build a pitching staff for 80, 90 million and then spend the rest of it on hitting. Wow. Um, but typically in those kind of mid-level caps, the 100, 120, that level, I'm close to 50-50. Okay. It's, it's pretty balanced. When you draft pitchers, what stats do you use to draft them by? And are, are you on, do you use advanced or normal settings? Oh, I use all the advanced settings. Okay. You know, I, I think you have like if you're just they're saved. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're just playing the game for enjoyment, you don't need to dive too deeply into all the advanced options that are available. Right. Right. But once you start to understand kind of how the engine works and understand the simulation aspects of the game, you can really start to manipulate those advanced settings and create these small, but over a long term, you know, these advantages for yourself that that can help you to win more consistently. Um, so over the you know, decade or more that I've been playing the, the full season sim leagues, um, you know, I've, I've kind of developed my, my preferences for using the advanced settings, and I, I think it works pretty well for me. What stats do you focus so, on more than anything else? So for, for pitching, really the only thing I care about at all is the OAV, okay. the walks per nine, and the home runs per nine. Uh, you think that's because uh, you're saying like the OAV because you're playing in hilltops and uh, using a team that gets on base a lot. Yes. So your uh, pitching I, I staff do. is matching your your hitters, so to speak. Right. Right. I play in what would be considered hitters parks, pretty much exclusively. Right. Kaufman. So and for that the sort most part, yeah. So for the most part, with my pitching staff, I'll try to use pitchers with lower OAVs. Um, just because I know the stadium is going to enhance hits, and I want my pitchers allowing as few as possible. What what is but what is OAV again, real quick? What is that? Opponent's measure? average. Okay. And you yeah, could... so it's just the, the batting average allowed by the pitcher that year. Ah, there you go. Okay. And you can adjust. You can have it like plus and that sort of thing as well. Uh, yeah. So the the plus stats um, are the ones that are adjusted for. The, the individual season and league that the player was in. It compares him to his peers from that year. So, you know, 100 is a, right in the middle, an average player. Um, so the way What If Sports uses those stats in its calculations is that the, the raw stat is weighted by the, the plus stat. 
Okay. So a pitcher who say had a 220 opponent's average, but an OAV plus of 120 is a better pitcher will give up fewer hits than a pitcher who had the same OAV 220, but whose OAV plus was lower than 120. If it was 110 or if it was 100. Okay. Before I leave pitchers, um, I was in a league you were in, but you had you used uh, an Ed Lynch and Mordecai Brown. They were the only two pitchers you used. Uh, I mean, only two starters. I'm sorry. Maybe somebody else for a game or two. Uh, you ever used Silver King? On rare occasions, yeah. yeah. It just yeah. seemed like such a weird. I can't imagine. I mean, that's going back to the Wright brothers having somebody pitch every game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He. He can be very effective, um, but he costs too much money. He takes up too much of your salary cap. Oh, yeah. Um, below maybe 110, 100 million. And once you get over about 140, 150 million, there's just better options. Yeah, that's what I've. Yeah. Um, so I'm I, thankful if I'm ever, are. Yeah, if I'm ever going to use him, uh, the last time I put him in a league, I think it was 130 million league. And he did great for me. Yeah. You know, he's a threat for a, a complete game. He starts every other game. At least. And, I think he starts yeah. more than every other game. Yeah. Well, you can, if you want to micromanage your team, you can push him really hard and get a lot of appearances and a lot of starts out of him. Right. But anytime I use him, he's starter one. He pitches half my games, 81 games. He's about 130 pitches a game, and I just let him go. Yeah. All right. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> the, uh, all right, uh, hitters. What are the stats? Well, you've I guess uh, OAV plus and that sort of thing. You've kind of answered that. Yeah. Uh, so on the hitting side, it's batting average. Right. And you know, I look at the average plus to see how how it's going to be weighted. And then I'm mostly looking at the double and, and triple rates. You know, the extra base hit rates. Right. Um, I just want to use guys who hit six, seven, eight, eight doubles per hundred at bats, and who are going to get at least one to two triples. Um, you know, just so I'm, I'm able to take advantage of those, uh, the enhancements on the extra base hits, that hilltop or, or other parks like that that I use that, that they give me. Right. Uh, how much do you pay attention to defense? I think it's very important in this current version of the sim that we have. Right. And by the way, many why don't... years ago. Okay. Yeah, yeah I was going to say. Many years ago. <laughs> yeah. My, um, my teams, I really didn't care about defense. Mm -hmm. It was all offense all the time. I just outscored people. Um, but once the dynamic pricing went into effect, it, it started to kind of skew the value of players and defense started to become a little more undervalued in the, in the salary cap structure. Um, so using strong defense, mostly range, right. you know, getting plus plays out of your defensive players, um, that became a lot more important. So now that's one of my focuses is putting a strong range team out there which combines all the other offensive elements. Exactly. Well, you're in a big ballpark. Where, yeah. Uh, the, uh, what about stealing? If a guy doesn't steal about 80% uh, success rate, I set him to zero. Yeah, or zero. See, I, I've always thought that might affect the base running where I'll, I'll keep him at one. You know, uh, in, in the real game, stealing has the added influence of affecting the pitcher. It does not mm -hmm. affect a simulated pitcher. Exactly. Uh, all right. Uh, what about playing players at secondary positions? 01 well, Lajoie at short, you know, that sort of thing. 
Yeah, I, mean, I have no problem doing that at all. It just depends on the rating he has there, and and does it, you know, does it fit what I want to do? Um, like at the the high caps, if you're using 1901 Napoli, uh, I think he's far better utilized as a second baseman. Um, but he's got the the A plus range at shortstop as well. Um, but his fielding fielding rating is C minus right. there. Yeah, at second base it's C. So I think defensively he's he's far more valuable at second base because sometimes he'll end up being a net positive defensively because his plus plays will he'll have more plus plays than errors, and that's fantastic when you can do that. But at shortstop usually you're going to be about negative thirty or so, um, you know, because he'll get the plus plays. He has the good range, right. but he'll make so many more errors. Uh, it's so it's frightening have... if you look at the errors <laughs> yeah. that some people make. You know, I, yeah. I try to avoid that. You know, it, I don't mind giving up errors as long as it's offset by the positive range plays. Right. I want my defenses to end up being around what I call net neutral, okay. where the plus plays they make are nearly equivalent to the errors. Then it's like defense doesn't even count almost. You know, you, you, right. you're not at a disadvantage. You're not really at a advantage it's just the errors the plus plays that cancel out and it's just offense versus pitching at that point the uh all right in terms of management style uh first of all i'm, I'm gonna jump way ahead in player hierarchies how many in the pinch hit category how deep do you go you understand what i'm I, talking about i, I generally don't yeah, okay um, the, the way i build my teams i use pinch hitters you know uh, the extra four guys on my bench that you are required to draft right Typically, those will be just cheap pinch hitters. I don't set the hierarchies for those. Mm -hmm. uh, I just let the sim throw them in there in whatever order they have. Um, the only time I really set the pinch hit category or hierarchy is when I have platoons set up at a position. And I don't want the two guys in the platoon wasting plate appearances with a pinch hitting situation. Okay, I understand. So I'm just yeah. I'm trying to manage their fatigue. I'll pull them out of the hierarchy just so they're not used in that way. All right. Well, within the hierarchies, uh, what about rest and defense? What do you do with that? Well, since most of my teams uh, have strong range players and, and have good defense, I'm typically not allowing defensive replacements for those guys. You know, I just I leave them in the game. All right. And as far as rest is concerned, I don't mind a guy – getting under 100% for fatigue. So I, I set my auto rest at you know, 96, 97. But okay. for the guys who have 700 plate appearances anyway, I'm unchecking that box because I don't care. They're right. not going to get tired enough that it's going to affect their performance in any way. Right. So I don't, I don't really use the, the rest feature that much. Is there, a, uh, is there a player to stay clear of when it comes to that particular parameter? Is there, for this goes to, to either of y'all, that you, you put in a player in a certain league and you realize that once they dropped under 90%, that suddenly they were worthless? No individual player. Um, there's been a lot of discussion over the years about how fatigue even affects players. And the only thing we know for absolute certain is that a player who made zero errors in real life defensively can make an error if he's at 99% fatigue or below. So we know there is an impact, but we don't know how that impact increases as fatigue 
level drops. You know, it seems um, like most leagues that I play in have the uh, the injuries is is turned off. Uh, I wonder if the fatigue factor was up, whether they would be injured more. You'd have to amass so much raw data <laughs> yeah, to <I> actually <laughs> determine how much fatigue impacts player performance because there's so much random variation anyway. Oh, I know that it's it's just pointless to to really try to pin it down. You know, anyone who starts their forum post with "I've noticed." <laughs> um, probably whatever is about to come next is just not going to have any meaning at all. Well, I agree uh, with that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, use a mop-up pitcher. Occasionally. Yeah. yeah. I'll yeah. set him available in the ninth inning with an unlimited pitch count. You know, just if a game is out of hand, maybe he'll save my bullpen a little bit. Uh, yeah, I'm about to say, what about a closer? No. Okay. Uh, no. no closers. No, I've found not, this. Out. Not for me. I run my bullpens very specifically. And as far as I know, I'm the only person that does it this way. Um, all of my, all the guys in my bullpens are either a left-hand specialist or a right-hand specialist. Oh, really? Yes. Huh. So you don't, there, none of them are set up or long men or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't use so my you, bullpens that way anymore. So you're um, just determining whether uh, the inning that they're coming in. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And the, and and the generally, pitch. generally, I set all of my relief pitchers to come in in the eighth inning, um, because if the starting pitcher reaches their their pitch count before the eighth, Sparky knows to use whoever's available anyway. Right. He's not going to leave the starter in. He will be replaced. Right. But if my starting pitcher is getting deep into the game, I don't want him coming out until he's reached his pitch count. So that's why I set my relievers inning available very late. Well, that's interesting. Now, now I've just learned something here. Uh, the uh, that's that's different than than I've been doing it. Um, the I've been more concerned about the amount of pitches that they throw more than anything else. You and Dave Roberts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, what about hit and run, uh, base running aggressiveness, intentional walks, pinch hitting, pinch running, the double switch, all that little section that's up in the top right hand corner. My teams, I, I typically like to use players with a, a speed score, right. 70 or more. Um, I like to be aggressive on the base pass because I'm not scoring a lot of runs on home runs. You got to take the I extra want my base. Players, yeah, I want my guys being able to take the extra base on base hits, um, you know, to score from first on doubles. Triples are going to score whoever's on base anyway. I would hope but so. Since I typically have guys with higher speed scores, I will set the base running aggressiveness high. Usually it's four. Um, sometimes I'll even use five. If I have guys who are over 90 speed or 80 speed, and it, it's throughout the lineup, up and down. Um, as far as like pinch hitting, those kind of things, I'm usually too infrequent for mm -hmm. pinch hitting because I want to control how long my starting pitching stays in the game. Okay. You know, when you're when you're trying to get by with fewer innings, you need to manage those innings as closely as possible. So I don't want my starting pitchers pinch hit for it all. I uncheck the pinch hit box in the hierarchy for my starters. I want them reaching their pitch count every single game because then I'll utilize all of their pitches by the end of the season. Right. Uh, sack bunts. I set everyone to zero except the true defensive replacements who hit maybe 150. Then they're at five. Okay. <laughs> um, but for the most part, I want my guys putting the ball in play. The uh, What about base running? I will set the individual players 
for that. Um, like I said earlier, yeah. if, yeah. if the success rate for stolen bases is low, if it's like less than 80% or so, they're not stealing at all. They're at zero. Um, but if a guy has a strong success rate, I'll typically have him at, at four or five. Right. And just kind of let him run. I get through. I, I, let me I'm, go ahead. Well, I just wanted to, again, coming from the guy who only played one league one time, what is the, 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 the range that you can set? I mean, you say like five, is that? That's the maximum. Five is the maximum. Yeah. Right. And you're yeah. setting the, the likelihood or, or probability frequency that they will steal a base, put in a sack bunt, those things. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So with stolen bases, the, the default setting for everything is, is three. It's right in the middle. Okay. Um, so three is supposed to be, for stolen bases at least, my understanding is, they'll attempt to steal about as often as they did in real life. Good to know. And then at, at four and five, you know, you, you would anticipate at least that they'll attempt to steal more bases, that they'll run more frequently. Uh, with your pitchers, what about, well, you've got everybody coming in in the eighth inning. Uh, so, but what about the call the bullpen uh, setting do you put that is everybody at one yeah everyone is at one okay uh, if i have a mop-up guy i'll put him at five okay but his pitch count is none it's unlimited right right so usually they won't come out anyway but i, I set it at five just so things don't get completely out of hand right right well yeah all right these settings how much do you change them during a season during the season i i don't yeah you know, I, I've arrived over the years at the settings the way I like them. I just set them before the season starts and then just set it and forget it. Yeah. No. <laughs> you and the magic bullet, man. Or the magic rotisserie. I'm the same yeah. way. I, you know, I, I don't, uh, I know. Well, I can imagine if you, I mean, I've been on trips with you, coach, where you, you, you're glued to that <laughs> tablet to make sure, because you, if you've got multiple teams going. Not like, I'm not, I've never had 20. I've never had 20 going at one time. Yeah. I'm so impressed by that. Yeah, Skunk, you're on a whole other level. <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of which, uh, what owner has been, over the years, the one that probably has the greatest winning percentage against you? Against me? Mm -hmm. This is a shout-out moment as well. <laughs> well, there have been times where, where people have said in the forums that they wish they had that feature where you could actually track that and see how you do against specific owners. That was really cool. Oh, I think um, so as well. But over the years, probably the guy I felt like he just beat me far more often than I'd beat him was wait and see. Oh, me too. Me too. And I bet most people would say that. Yeah, yeah. There were times when, you know, I might run into him in the playoffs three or four times within a couple week period and I might get him, you know, yeah, I, yeah, I know maybe, maybe three, four times in a row. But then there, there were stretches where I just felt like I had no chance going into it. Yeah. And I would really be curious what my actual record all time against him was, you know, whether my recollection is right or if he truly did just kick the crap out of me. Yeah. Well, I, I, same way. I would say that uh wait and see has, uh, often, I was playing a lot of 160, 180 million uh, cap leagues that he was in uh, a lot, uh, 140 million. Um, whereas at that same time, Alberto kind of r ruled the 255 million uh, 
categories, and uh, I couldn't beat Alberto either. I don't ever beat you either, you know. So I mean, uh, you know, I'm not. Uh, is there anybody that's new in the game recently that you see as somewhat formidable? An owner that is. No one that's particularly new uh, really stands out to me right now. I think that's because I play at such a variety of salary caps. Right. Um, and newer players might have their, their comfort zone, um, and they're not straying too far from that yet. So I don't think I necessarily see the, the same players with enough volume to really notice a pattern of how they're doing individually. You mentioned pro to call right. um, as a, a player that you had noticed. And I took a look at his record, and I was, I was surprised. Like, wow, this guy got it pretty quick. He's doing real well. Right, right. Uh, seemed to uh, is winning regularly. When I first started, yeah. I was playing. Uh, I was drafting like for myself an all mustache team, you know, or you know <laughs> teams that you know players that I liked. You know, uh, Dick McAuliffe ended up on a lot of my teams. <laughs> the, uh, and uh, but he seemed to come in right away, knowing what you know how to do this i i also joined some a couple of leagues early on where you won by losing the most uh the winner of the league was the one who won the least amount of games it was uh that really does wonders for your winning percentage at any rate skunk i'm curious do you know what your overall record is yeah yeah the the site keeps track of of all your wins and losses historically i have a note here that you're closing in on a hundred thousand wins that's kind of insane. Yeah, I think so. I, I'm actually I'm looking for that moment where I've played exactly 162,000 games. Okay. Because well, then I can see, you know, what what's my exact average wins per season. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I that's that's math that I can get behind. You are presently. Uh, it was a loaded question because I have the stat. Well, right yeah, here but that, that's before today. This afternoon's yeah, let, games. Oh, okay. So. You are presently at 94,044 wins and 66,188 uh, number of losses for a winning percentage of 587. It's pretty good. Sounds good. I'll tell you, it's hard to move that winning percentage now, too. Oh, yeah. At this <laughs> yeah. point, I don't. That needle is pretty much stuck. Yeah, yeah. once you clip the 150,000 game plateau, <laughs> possibly. Um, yeah. Skunk, do you see, well, so present day, are you still in like regular fantasy leagues? Like, uh, do you follow uh, a particular team in MLB? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, um, I'm living in Florida now, but I grew up 35 years in, in Chicago in the, in the suburbs. So I'm a Cubs fan. Ah, and congratulations I, I have... a few years ago. <laughs> oh yeah. That was a cathartic moment that was great <laughs> think they may trade bryant i'm doubtful that that is a realistic possibility been thrown out there i don't i don't think i don't see you it never happening. know you know it depends on what another team is willing to pay there might be a situation in which it makes sense i don't see him breaking up the brizzo so. i don't see it either yeah i think i think when they both need to get 300 million maybe <laughs> well it's it it I, I don't think Anthony will hot stove talk for a second. I don't think I think that question about Bryant being traded was like a reporter asking Theo, like, 
is there anybody who's untouchable like Chris Bryant? And then Theo says, well, in theory, no one's untouchable. And so now we think, oh, they're, they're going to trade Chris Bryant. I'm connecting yeah, the so dots here. Of course, the headline that comes out is Cubs open to trading Chris Bryant. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. <laughs> so, Skunk, back to uh, your Cubs fan and you, you follow the the day to day game. Do you still play uh, regular fantasy leagues? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm on top of I, I all joined, the sim leagues. That's, yeah. Man, yeah, I, I hope you get paid a, for this. I've been successful over the years. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, yeah, let's be honest. When's the last time you paid for a what if sports game team? <laughs> I don't remember. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, but I think I pretty recently cleared $3,000 in total Amazon gift certificates. Yeah, okay. Oh, very, dude. Good Christmas so shopping it's, there. It's it's been a net positive for me. Over, yeah. Over the years. Yeah. Um, do you see any connection then between simulation leagues, fantasy league, and real baseball? Answer that question no. however you see fit. I I, I don't. Um, you know, with what if sports, it is purely a statistical simulation. It is just numbers calculated against numbers. If I can um, answer something about this, there are people that are new that get on the site and will play and say, how can Walter Johnson give up this many runs? Well, <laughs> it's because he's facing a team that has four Babe Ruths on it or, you know, right. the, you know the, the weakest hitter is you know, hits 390. Yeah. yeah. New owners do need to understand that this is not real baseball. It, it is a statistical simulation. It's set within the context of real baseball. You're playing out uh, a baseball season, but it's it's just numbers against numbers. Algorithms and, with names. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's more important if you want to be successful, if you just want to play your way and have fun, there's thousands of different ways to do that, and the site is great for it. But if you really want to win and win consistently, read the forums read all of the, the FAQs, really start to understand how the game works and how the numbers work. And then you can start to manipulate them in, in your advantage and, and start to, to win. Winning and fun don't have to go together though. There's tons of owners on the site that just play their way. They'll, I mean, fat boy dad 54 is right. just the king of this. He builds rosters the way he wants. He doesn't care if he wins. And it's awesome because you know the guy loves playing on this site. You can see it. And so new owners just, they need to find their reason for playing. If they want to win, learn how the game works. You'll start to win. If you just want to have fun, draft your favorite guys. Throw them out there and let let them go. You can have fun in a lot of different ways too. I I know. I mean, the teams that I have enjoyed the most are – that start off for whatever reason really poorly uh, and I'm buried like, you know, 15 games behind or so, and I'm able to pull up at the end and make it to the playoffs. Uh, the uh, I had a team once uh, where uh, players were only allowed a certain amount of starts and I forgot that uh, rule uh, as we we're going on. And I got right to where uh, – two starters, if they started another game, I couldn't use them again. I had to like switch around the bullpen and everything else like that. And and I ended up with a better record uh, by doing this than I uh, had if I had uh, played it legitimately. I, well, I played it legitimately, but had not made the era earlier on. That Those sort of games are fun. 
um, or those sort of leagues are fun for me. I also like I, I like finding new players and uh, new teams to use, or new ball, ballparks and stuff. But in eh, case of the uh, <laughs> all right, uh, let me see. You got it. Can you think of anything else we need to go over? No, a skunk. Just uh, you know, do you think that? Uh, well, this is for both of y'all since you're deep into uh, deep into what if sports. Um, is this an is what if sports an underground thing still, or does it feel more mainstream? I don't think it ever truly reached a mainstream status um, because at its core, it is a numbers game. Um, it, it kind of attracts a certain type of player. It's not fantasy. It's not daily. It's a different kind of thing. Um, when I started playing the Sim Leagues, when Bill Simmons mentioned it, there was a very large influx of new players. And I think that was kind of the peak in terms of total number of people using the site. And it has dwindled since then. But there's definitely a, a strong core of loyal players, guys that have been here longer than me or you know, five, ten years. Um, and now that ownership of what if sports has been transferred to sports technologies, uh, you know, we're, we're hoping that the, the game will be grown again and we'll start to attract new users and, you know, start to build that fan base and maybe make the game, you know, more, more nationally popular. So you think the new ownership is a positive thing? I think it is a positive thing. Um, we really haven't seen positive results yet but we're still in the transition period Uh, you know we as players on the site have to remember that this was a business transaction and all the business stuff has to be taken care of before they can really start putting resources into the website itself and trying to grow it Um, so it's going to take time and you know those of us who have been patient for the last however many years while royal fox were owned the site and kind of abandoned it really right right um you know i don't think the most loyal of us are going anywhere you know we love it and we're just we'll, we'll be here until they blow it up right. um but for for people who haven't been around as long you know maybe don't quite have the the patience for lack of updates or lack of communication and i would just say stick it out if you want to reduce the total number of teams you're playing go ahead um, but i i think we're going to be moving in a positive direction. It's just going to take time. Let me ask you one final question. How much do you play things other than baseball? I mean, on the site, uh, the football, hockey, basketball, whatever. I don't, okay. honestly. I, I never even tried any other, other sports. Baseball was, was enough for me. Yeah, me too. After those first Bulls teams that you were testing out against the yeah, against the 86 yeah. Lakers. I mean, you know, the 85 Bears, the, you know, the, the old Bulls teams or some Cubs teams in history. I used all those individual game simulations. Um, but as far as the, you know, the full season leagues, I've, I've only played baseball. What do you, Skunk, get from being in What If Sports? Do you want to give Amazon a... gift cards? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, that is I'm, not nothing. If you become yeah, really, I'm, you know, if you win your leagues, you get Amazon gift cards, and you know that's all your daily shopping needs met. Christmas season. How many? Yeah. How many TOCs have you won? TOCs. I think I'm at twenty-two. Oh wow, that's. I mean, you you've beat me in a lot of things. Well, you beat me in every way. Uh, 
Yeah, but I'm not anywhere close to that many TFCs. Yeah, but for, for for me though, I'm I'm really a, a stat head. Yeah. You know, I I have a, a good memory for numbers and things, and and baseball is really a stat driven sport. It produces so many numbers that can be interpreted in so many ways. That for for me, a lot of the enjoyment of the game was just learning how to manipulate the numbers, learning how to win um, by making adjustments here and there, trying different strategies, and just watching the season unfold, you know, three games at a time. Over 54 days, you'll play your 162 games. So you can take your time and really dive into it if you want to, or, you know, you can play more casually. And have an all-mustache team. Yeah, you can have your all mustache team. Uh, do you think that what if sports was ahead of actual baseball in terms of the analytics used to become successful? It's an interesting question. You know, I think it, it was a cool idea to tackle simulating an entire baseball season just using the player statistics and kind of honing the engine and how the game works to try to produce what people would think are, and I'm using the air quotes here, realistic results. Right. There's nothing realistic about 2000 Pedro Martinez pitching against 1923 Babe Ruth. Correct. And yet in our minds, we still have what we expect to be a realistic result. So the developers and the coders and the guys that worked on this site from the beginning and, and, and moving forward, I mean, I can just, I can't imagine how difficult a problem that that was to, to tackle, you know, to to try to make a simulation replicate some recognizable result that people might think was realistic for something that is inherently not based in reality in any way. I totally agree. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, personally, uh, personally, I think they actually have done a really good job. Oh, I'm amazed at it and the the work that had to go into it. Just, you know, that's, I was an English teacher. The math, you know, yeah. <laughs> If somebody's just coming into What If Sports for the first time, maybe because they're hearing this podcast, hopefully, um, what's your go-to resource for, is it baseballreference.com? Do you have other places that you go to to, to get, to get some, uh, some background knowledge on certain players to participate in a league? No, honestly, I think for a new player, the most important source of information are the forums. Contrarian23 put together a, a thread that contained links to all these other threads about tons of different topics related to Sim League Baseball. Um, you know, how Sparky manages bullpens, what fatigue means, how the hierarchies work. I think every new user, it should almost be required reading. There's so much fantastic information that a lot of owners put a lot of time into figuring out, writing down, and then contrarian really consolidating a lot of these threads into to one resource. Um, I think the best way to figure this game out and learn it is to read the forums. Just read, read, read. I want to say also to... Look at other people's teams, uh, the people oh, sure. that are yeah. successful, and, and yeah. see how and the where where they're doing. I'm just, I can 
uh, I probably look at your teams more than I have anybody else's. Uh, I know yeah, you, you will use uh, Carlos Cisco more than most people do, you know, this yeah. sort of thing. You know, it's, it's kind of funny you mentioned that. We have a real-life experiment almost playing out right now in my $123 million league. Um, yeah. An owner in the league, who I, I will not name, literally copied a previous team of mine that I played against him at $120 million. Mm-hmm. Copied it, top yeah. to bottom. Yeah. The team, when I built it, won 107 games. He's barely managed to keep it above 500. And it, it just shows you there are so many variables involved in this game that even just copying a successful roster won't always be enough. We we just went over the the connection with the settings uh, and you know uh, all of this stuff to the players that you have, and somebody can copy your uh, roster, but they don't necessarily know how you're playing them. Yeah, you know, I I manage my bullpen in a very specific way. I manage my pitchers and my pitch counts in a very specific way i set my advanced settings in a very specific way and if you don't do it the same way you can't expect the same kind of result so it's it's been interesting watching his team uh you know throughout the season because i'm looking at the box scores from his team and kind of seeing how he's using the players compared to how i did and it's fascinating um just it's almost like it's living proof that there's more than just player selection Right, it really, right. everything has an impact, even the advanced settings. I bet he's pissed. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know. I don't know. He hasn't spoken a word of it. Um, and it, it was mentioned in the league forum. Some other people recognized the team. <laughs> yeah. And um, it's, but it's been interesting. Did he have MXC in the team's name? That would have been. No, yeah. <laughs> no. That would have been a little more obvious. Yeah, I think so. It yeah. even took me about 20 games to, you know, to kind of check in on it because his team was doing really well. And this owner had previously, you know, I had site mailed with him and kind of offered him some advice. And he started the season real strong. And I was going to write him a message and say, hey, congratulations. You know, it looks like you you found a way to, to improve your, your record and you're, you're doing some, some good winning now. And then I looked at his roster and I'm like, I know this team. <laughs> this is my team. Yeah, and, uh, and at 120 million with the new salaries and things, you'll know the team too. It's not like everybody's going to go out and take yeah. 23 Babe Ruth. Yeah, yeah. but it, it was a signature skunk team. I mean, it wasn't even. Well, the, the one fine. This is like the fifth final question, right? Uh, yeah. The uh, <laughs> you, you've had uh, is there is there somebody you use more than anybody else, or more than the stats would indicate that you should use them, or something? I, I, I'll take. Um, I, I told you I use Maddox whenever I can. I use yeah. Sid Bream the year in L.A. as a backup catcher because he's always going to pinch hit one home run for me, and at two hundred six thousand, <laughs> yeah. you know, he played backup at first base. So. Right. Um, it's a real good luck for, charm. For, right for me, for me, the the ideal sim player is Chris Speaker. Okay. Yeah. Which year? You're, all all of them. Okay. All right. I mean, you have so many options. You can use him at so many different salary caps. But I build what I call my surround sound outfields. Um, I'll have a speaker in left, a speaker in center, a speaker in right. Okay. And it's, it's ah. typically it's typically 19, 12, 13, and 14. Okay. Those are my favorite three. But you know, at the high caps, you can use his 1920. Right, season. right, right. And um, 
he has some good platoon seasons. Like I think it's 25 and 22. Um, there's so many. And if you're playing a doubles, triples league, you know, oh, yeah. set. so yeah. he gives you the doubles, he gives you the triples. Almost all of his seasons have a plus outfield range. Um, so he's the perfect fit. Any cobs yeah. you use in the, on these teams, which. You know, to me, speaker is the superior player to Cobb. Um, when I'm using Cobb, it's, you know, 255, 1911 Cobb. Right. He costs $21 million, but it doesn't matter. You can fit him, no problem. Right. Uh, at, at more of the mid-level, the, the Cobb that I like is 1917. Well, okay. He's about 10, I think it's about $10.6 million on salary. Um, but, you know, you can, you can fit some cheaper players in around him, and, and he typically has a I like the I like the eighteen cob that I can use at first base. At first base, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's a good one. He just doesn't offer the slugging you know, right. that, that right. I, I need from him. I also like the ten cob, just strictly from a hitting standpoint. The uh, uh, his sure. own base is not as is sound, but yeah, yeah. And if a team has uh, if a league has a DH slot, I like the nineteen oh nine cob. Oh yeah, but it better be at DH. Yeah, you can't use a D, D minus in the outfield. Right. The 1909 Cobb also pairs beautifully with a nice <laughs> blue cheese steak with a side salad. <laughs> the, I mean, y'all do realize how much you sound like you're talking about wine right now. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> well, this was cool, guys. We uh, I, we all got to go, so uh, we're going to have to wrap it up here. But we'll definitely do a uh, what if sports report again in the future. Um, Skunk. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Hopefully uh, y'all didn't give away too many of the trade secrets. If you start to notice that you're both getting waxed in your respective leagues, maybe this wasn't a good idea. Well, it's, it's a tough game to play. It's a tough game to play. So, so people know players like myself, other successful owners, for the most part, we don't mind helping new players. We're not necessarily going to give away our secrets, but I am perfectly fine helping new players giving them some advice you know like a lot of questions on the podcast today if if i can helping them through you know the initial initial phase of learning the game really learning how it works people just have to ask i like being in leagues where i am playing uh, where i'm in a division with other owners that i know are going to be a challenge yeah, it gets competitive. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it reaches the competitive level very quickly, even if you're just starting out. So I felt yeah, it. Yeah. I felt it in my one league. So, all right. Well, I mean, uh, go ahead. I was going to say, you know, at this point, I there's no one I'm necessarily afraid of. <laughs> but I I love seeing, you know, wait and see end up in my division. I love seeing Oza Matley end up in my division. When when Alberto was still around, I wanted to be in his division. Yeah, you know, I, I wanted yeah. the chance to beat him. Yeah, um, and you know I love the competition against the other strong owners. But if I'm not playing against you know the the top owners on the site, I like to see how how other guys are are managing. What kind of strategy they're using? Because um, you never know. Even at the top, we're still learning the game. You know, we're still making adjustments and making changes and always trying to improve. So that never ends. And see, it is just like real baseball. Eventually it gets there. <laughs> you recognize your owners and you like going up against them. So Yeah. Well, great. Well, if you podcast listener are a what if sports player, then hopefully this was really informative and will help you improve. And if you're not familiar with what if sports, it's just what if sports.com, right? All right. 
Yep, you go yes. on, create a profile just like you would any daily fantasy or year long fantasy uh, site like Yahoo or FanDuel and uh, and uh, Skunk. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, players on What If Sports can find you S K U N K two o six Skunk two o six. They can ask yes. for you by name. Yes. And coach, how do they find you? Oh, I I stay hidden. <laughs> Coach I'm, no, I'm, I'm just under balance, Jordan. I didn't know what I was doing when I filled out the thing. Oh, <laughs> a little more obvious, it would yeah. seem. All right, cool. Well, Skunk, thank you so much. We'll we'll definitely do this again soon. Great. Yeah, thanks for having me. This was fun. All right. Uh, thank you, as always, to everyone who is listening to the podcast uh, on SoundCloud or on iTunes. Uh, you can find all things Running the Bases at our website, uh, runningthebases.com. Uh, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, be sure to leave your comments, questions, and suggestions, anything you'd like us to talk about. Because, you know, as baseball's in the off season, we open it up to all different kinds of forums and discussions just like this one about what-if sports. So, so there you go. And so for Coach Jordan Bounds, I am Tucker Wells. This is the Running the Bases podcast. Coming into home and we're safe. Coach, have yourself a good night. Good night. Good night.